Our next guest, obviously, is Mr. Sunshine all the time, wherever you go. The two-time World Series champ, the five-time All-Star, and yes, the author or the voice of Sacks in the Morning, uh, one of the most popular podcasts uh, that you can find. Go get that wherever you get your podcast, the one and only Steve Sacks. What's up, Saxy? TC, I got on just as you were uh, talking about uh, who's giving me $100 million? Uh, uh, that would be the New Orleans Saints. We're gonna, we're going to give you a hundred million, but they thought Derek Carr had a little bit better arm, so it's Derek yeah, Carr, that's, not that's you. Probably a good idea. That's yeah. Probably, oh, okay. That's that's a good. That's a better bet, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, how was your? You know, you, but, but 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 I could out hit him. So you could out you could out hit him, and you know you could probably no, no question you could probably out hit him on the football field too, because you're you're a feisty guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're a little well, spark plug. Well. I'm glad. I'm glad he got a got a home. The question is, who's going to be the quarterback for the Raiders? Uh, that is the the multi million dollar question right now. And uh, I'm thinking uh, Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Yes, I, I hope not. I mean, I really don't. Yeah. I don't want to see that show. I saw that show for too many years in Green Bay. I, I don't want to see that <laughs> that act again. And you know what I'm talking about. But you know, I think that they're better off just going with Jared Stidham and go. This, yeah. the, and again, you're. You know, they wanted Brady. You're not getting Brady. They want Rodgers. You're going to have to mortgage the farm for that. And the Packers got to decide what they're going to do. The Packers hold all the cards. So, yeah, it's just not that easy right now. And they got Stidham, and they went to the trouble to get him from New England. And he performed pretty well in the two games uh, that he played. Yeah, just yeah. go with him, man. That's well, it. He, 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 he ain't no Brock Purdy. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You like Brock Purdy, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a real deal. He's a, he played just like this in college. In the seven games he performed with the 49ers that he was out there on the field, he was the top uh, in quarterback passer rating in all of the NFL. So there you go. And what do you do if you're the Niners? I mean, is he an automatic that he comes know. back as your, as your starter? I mean, that's a big question mark well, for them. J- Jimmy G played great when he played. He was outstanding. Uh, you know, you got Trey Lance, who... You know, a bunch of question marks around him. I, I think Trey Lance is in the third slot. I'm sorry. No, you're that's, right. That's just what I think. And the guy shouldn't even, I think that's where it is. shouldn't even have a job, Steve. I mean, come on. They should have no. never drafted this Ham and Ager out of North Dakota State. They reached for him. They traded up to get him. I mean, come on. It was a joke. It was a joke. And he, he, he hasn't proven anything. He's got a lot of talent. But look, at here, here's the thing. He's, he's got talent. He didn't play a ton of games up there because of where he was. And, you know, the competition probably not as good. And the thing I like about him, he's he's kind of that tweener size. You know, he's he's yeah. a he's a big quarterback, but he he's not going to run over a linebacker, and he thinks he can, and that's why he got hurt. Hmm. So he, he's got to be one of those guys that uh, you know you kind of wish he was a little bit more on the frail side. He wouldn't try to run over linebackers, and that's how he that's how he's going to you know limit his time playing because he's eventually going to take himself right out of the league because he thinks he can run these guys over and he can't. He is Steve Sachs. Uh, he doubles as a football commentator as well. I mean, knows the stuff. I mean, no, no question. Okay, spring training is underway, my friend. All right, so yeah, and I, 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 I can hardly wait to, to hear what you got to say about the new rules. We've touched upon it before, oh. but now it's here. Yeah, you've had a week or so to digest this thing mm-hmm. and look at the bigger bases that look like pizza boxes. Right. We got the pitch right. clock. Let's start with this, Steve. Okay, ready? Okay, Mark, get, get the clock on. Okay, you have 20 seconds, Steve, because we'll say a runner's on base because, you know, with 15, you know, no runner's on base. We'll say a runner's on base. You you have 20 seconds to give me what you think of the pitch clock starting now. 
I think it's ridiculous. I think it's kind of what we're seeing and representative of all what we see in the country. There's too many uh, rules and regulations everywhere. Get the hell out of my life. Leave the game as it was. It survived everything. It doesn't need you smart Alex out there trying to wear a coat and tie so you have a job trying to dictate what the game should be like now. Just just hush up and let the game win on its own merit. That was that was fantastic. Nineteen point five, outstanding. Okay, yeah, we got to go. We, okay. We, okay, now tell tell really tell us how you really feel with 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 no clock on you. Uh, with no clock is the best way because now what you're going to do is also you're going to limit the amount of time you can throw to first base. If I'm if I'm a base runner, I probably still I don't know eighty ninety bases uh, without trying. <laughs> if I'm a base runner today, because they've limited the amount of times you can throw over, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Uh, okay, so let me ask you. With this, you know, everyone's talking about the pitchers. Who is this going to affect more, the pitchers or the hitters, from a, a negative standpoint? What do you mean, as far as the pitch clock? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like to gather my thoughts each and every time mm-hmm. between every pitch, because sometimes your your strategy will 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 you know change within an at bat, depending on what the count is, what the score of the game is, where the runners are. Uh, and where the defense is. So you're, you're a bat can change a little bit. So the fact that you have to just go up there and see it, see it and hit it without even thinking, you know, that's not, that's not necessarily a great thing. I, I think it probably helps the pitchers because the pitchers are going to have their infielders and their outfielders playing better behind them if they're pitching more, you know, quickly as opposed to just holding the ball for a long time. Their defense is going to be better. You know, and that's the thing though, because with pitchers, we've seen some quirky guys. Uh, especially some relievers, they'll come in there and they're like the human rain delay. I mean, a guy like yeah. like Pedro Baez. I mean, he could he couldn't he he couldn't pitch with this with this clock as, as we no. know, right? And then, like right. you said, there are hitters. Now, I'll use Kyle Tucker as an example. I saw Tucker lead off one of these games um, over uh, last weekend, and. So he was like leading off the game. We know he doesn't lead off for the Astros, but he did for this game. And he purposely waited and waited before he got in the box because to start a game, the clock doesn't start until the guy gets in the box. And, and seriously, mm-hmm. Tucker took like two minutes to get situated and everything before he stepped in that box. And everyone's like waiting and waiting and waiting. But as you know, there are, are hitters that, like I said, that don't want to be rushed. There are pitchers, whether it's because it, it's nerves or they got to go through their routine or whatever. So that's why I think it's interesting for, for both sides that I think there's pitchers that are going to be affected, but I think hitters are going to be affected as well, too. Yeah, I think, it, it, you know, basically it, what you're doing is you're taking either one of these two out of their elements, yeah. unless that's the way you do it. You just go up there and throw it. And some guys do pitch like that, but for the most part, it, it's going to, you know, it's going to be something that they're going to have to get used to doing. Um, but I think the most interesting thing um, is the fact that you hear all these pundits talking about how batting averages are just going to skyrocket now because the shift is not there anymore. Well, I, I, I want to tell people the shift is still there. They're just not going to be able to be on the grass or they're not going to be able to be on the outdoor grass or they're not going to be on that exactly way over that side of second base, but they're still going to be able to shift over. They're still going to be able to move over there a lot. And it's, and that's not the reason um, that batting averages, in my opinion, are going to stay the same or go down. It's the approach at the plate. It's not necessarily where they're placed on the field because you know, when there's a 27 hopper hit to shortstop and it goes through for a base hit, nobody says anything. So they're going to find out in a conventional defense, the best that, you know, by and large, that people are going to do is hit 300. 
Do they actually think that now all of a sudden there's going to be these thousands of hits that are going to be going through for base hits now because there's no shift? I don't think it's going to make any difference at all. But people out there are saying, yo, yeah, there's going to be massive difference in batting average. I will I will mark my words on this day, and you can say it right now, TC. It's either going to be right around the same, or I think it could even go down because hitters are going to, are going to increase this terrible approach at the plate. Because there's no, there's not going to be a shift, and they're going to think, "Wow, now I can really jack the baseball." Yeah, and they're going to still get pitched up in the zone. They're still going to strike out 200 times. So I don't know where all these mystery hits are going to be coming from. You know, their approach is going to be the same. They're still going to strike out 200 times. Where's all these hits going to come from? Do they think every time they hit the ball now it's a base hit? No, they didn't lay out the game that way. I agree with you wholeheartedly, my friend. I think you're right. It's going to yeah, be right about yeah. where it is, average-wise, yeah. and maybe even worse. And let's be honest. I mean, we've seen it's not all because of the shift that the average have dipped because players are undisciplined, the and they they don't have the approach. That, opposite field? What the heck is opposite field? Right. We're not going to see that. Exactly. No, I'm with exactly. you. Exactly. I'm and with that's you. why you see all these pop-ups. That's why you yep. see these guys strike out 200 times. It's the approach. It's not – It's not. hey, look, you, you see sometimes where a ball sit right up the middle – and the shifts on the guy fields that throws them out. They can still do that. They can feel they they just have to have both feet on that side of second. I mean, what is the difference of, of a foot and a half? It's not going to make that much of a difference. Or when the guy hits a line drive into right center field and there's the guy standing there because of the shift, I'll give you that one. But how many times is there a ball that's just a bleeder, a regular ground ball is short and it goes through for a hit? Right. They, they don't say anything about that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's not going to change. Believe me, it's not. You know, I I was watching one game a few days ago, and I couldn't believe what I saw. That they actually to circumvent the shift, it was a left-handed hitter was up, and they brought the left fielder over to play play shallow right field to play rover. Oh my god! Yes, and now yeah. it's like now. It, can anybody, can any left-hander just hit the ball over the shortstop's head? You got to inside the park homer, or you can slap yeah, one down the exactly line. You right. got at least a exactly triple right. with any decent speed, yeah. right? Steve Sachs speed. Exactly. I mean, you're standing up. You can go around the bases twice, probably. Yeah, it's sickening. Yeah, it's called a it's it's called a little league home run. Yeah, right, right. And you and you can get one of those in the big leagues now because if they do that, I mean, that's I, I just don't understand <laughs> the shift thing. I, I mean, it's. It, I mean, it's just, it, it looks great. It, it looks, when, when they take a hit away, when the guys are way over there, looks fantastic, but it's, it's all about nothing, uh, because they don't count the hits that are check swinged and ground ball to short and nobody's standing there, man. It's a, it's a base hit. So that would never happen in a regular defense. All right. Take me to, through your situation when you got in the box. How long did it take you to get situated in the box for a net bat? Uh, it, you know, I, I, I was probably in the middle of the road. I mean, because, you know, I wouldn't sit there and fiddle with my batting gloves and snap them back and forth and all that. But, you know, I like to get, I'd like to, you know, get my foot in there and, and kind of uh, get a few practice swings and get settled. Yeah, and, I want to hear the routine. You know, okay. Okay. Here you come. You, 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 you just, you just left the on deck circle and there goes that, yeah. that John Ramsey voice where now batting yeah. number three, Steve sucks. Now I want, yeah. give us and, your routine. I want to hear the routine. Let's go. You're walking okay, so up. Are, all, are you looking? Are you looking up. for popcorn vendors? What are you doing? I'm waving at the fans, waving, <laughs> blowing kisses. Uh, you know that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, you know, I, I get up there 
and I look down at the third base coach to see if he wants me to, uh, you know, exemplify any of my uh, screeching foot speed, or do I just try to hit the ball, you know, up the middle for a base hit? Is he going to lay one down, so, maybe? He might lay one down. Uh, he might lay one down. Um, or uh, so I get in the, before I get in the boxes. Oh, so can't park here? <laughs> oh, this, we got to have some good play by play here. What's okay. going on? I'll be right Okay, so. She's already home. Okay, are you sure? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, sir. So I'm on the radio. I got I got a real cool uh, a parking guy here right now helping me out. So um, anyway, sorry about that. Hey, so here's another thing I do is I got to get in the box and go tap, 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 tap with the glove on the, with the bat on the spikes. Okay. I try to do that. Because it's just part of the routine, bro. It's tap, uh, that's tap, what I'm saying. Tap, I want to hear the routine. Exactly. Sure. Now I'm ready. I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking at the picture. I'm thinking right up the middle. If he comes up with some, uh, you know, with some cheddar. I'm going to hit it right back up the middle. I'm going to try to undress him with a line drive. That, that's my thought process. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I love that. So that's I, it. Not I, a ton of time, but you know what? It's, 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 it's kind of like a little, uh, like a little momentum type of thing. I do the same thing all the time. It's like getting to the free throw line and, you know, you, you tap on the ball, you yep. hit it on the ground a couple of times, a couple of dribbles, a little bend in the knees and shoot. It doesn't start when you shoot. It starts before you get to the line. Same thing with getting to the plate. Now, what would you do with those those pitchers that would try, or a catcher that would try to, you know, mess with your routine a little bit? It had to happen. Well, sometimes, sometimes they try to talk to you, like Tony Pena. Yeah, okay. yeah, you remember him? Yeah, because yeah. He would try to talk to me. I'd say, hey, hey, Tony, man, uh, I, I ain't got time to. Uh, this is no social call. I'm not up here to uh, be friends. This isn't a social call. I don't have time to talk about dinner after the game. If you want to hook up and meet up for a drink or have dinner after the game, give me. You know, maybe over there, but not right now, bro. I'm, in, I'm trying to get a base hit. <laughs> and, he'd, he'd say, and he'd say, okay, man. And that was it. <laughs> Tony Pena, I mean, he was the only culprit, you know, behind the dish there. That was it. Uh, Bob Melvin used to talk a little bit. Okay. Okay. Hey, how, he about, talk a bit. how about one of your favorite umpires? I mean, did, did Country oh. Joe start, start to talk, uh, talk your ear off a little bit or give you a bad Country time? Or, or Country Joe take his chewing tobacco and try to spit in your shoe and mess up your tap tap there? Well, well, I, I wish Country Joe would would have like messed with me during a fight because I wanted to hit him with a right hand. I wanted to just lay him out, but I never had an excuse to do it, you know, because yeah. he used to get involved in some of the altercations. He would like throw guys around. I thought if this dude grabs me, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my right hand cocked, TC. I'm gonna turn it over and hit him right on the knuckles, the two front knuckles, and turn over my hip at the same time. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit him with a short right hand. Maybe follow it up with a left hook, and, and he's done. I just, I just, he'd, he'd be finished. But I never got a chance to. But I, I wanted to give him a nice right hand. But you, it sounds like you were talking about, you know, going going to the face. I mean, don't you think a body shot would just lay that guy out for good? I mean, look at that, uh, look at that target you would have there with Country Joe West. Yeah, well, there's plenty of target there. Yeah. But if you wanted to get into that, I thought you might get into something to do with the quake. This now, is true. <laughs> The quake reference make, makes it makes an appearance very late in the program today. Numchuck is Numchuck is not here to do the, the rim shots here uh, today. But okay. uh, but who knows? Quake could all be right. listening in his cubicle. You know yeah. today. That's right. And, and time's getting close, so all our fans know yeah. that we are going to go have dinner with the quake. I, I, I'm waiting, but there, there's a it's a two prong uh, problem here. Okay, and you're part of the problem. I mean, we got to get Quake to to actually get out of the cubicle. But we got to get you to Vegas. I mean, the moment you get to oh, Vegas, then we then we'll go tug of war, okay? And we'll we'll put no. that rope around Quake and we'll bring him to the buffet. 
<laughs> we'll go to the buffet, and I'll see the look on the guy's face when Quake walks in there. All you can eat. <laughs> you can think, I'm going broke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There it is. We got it's going to be hilarious. I, no doubt. No doubt. All right, what do you think of the, yeah. the, the pizza boxes for the bases? How necessary uh, is this? Come on. It's, well, look, TC, the only way I can sum this whole thing up it's the wimpification of the American sportsman. It's so wimped out. It's so wimped out. It's, 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 you can't even ignore it anymore. It's so evident. And uh, it's just the way it is. I mean, we're going to have babysitters pretty soon or therapists in the dugout. If somebody strikes out, you're going to go sit in the corner and have a therapist talk to you so you can talk through it. You know, that's what's coming next. Man. I don't get it. I, I, I don't know. What is, what is the, uh, I mean, the the reason that we're hearing of the the bases being larger, wait, 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 we they're going to get really a four inch advantage. Runners are going to get a four inch advantage. Is it? Yeah. And we're hearing, oh, it's safer for players, uh, especially it's first base. Safer. Might not get it. Might get might get his foot stepped on or something like yeah. that. Collisions at it's first base. Safer. I mean, how many of those did we really see? Come on. Why? Well, because it's it's safer. It's like it's like you know. That's what you see in football. You can't lower the shoulder on some guy and nail him out of bounds anymore, right? Yeah. No, that, that's excessive. Mm-hmm. You, how many times you see – I'm about ready to stop watching football, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I see a quarterback get tackled, a regular, not even a hard tackle, and they throw that damn flag. Yeah. I want to I just, just pulverize one of, these, <laughs> one of these referees, even when it happens against the Niners. You know, even when, it, when it was the, the, the Jimmy G goes down mm-hmm. and – they throw the flag because they mm. say it was excessive, and it wasn't. Even mm. though I'm a Niner fan, man, that that pisses me off too. Mm. I mean, I don't like it. I mm. let them play football. Uh, what I mean, you... look at look at look at the Pro Bowls and flags. If I was a professional football player and I was a pro and I went over to the Pro Bowl, I would be flat out embarrassed. I'd say, "Here's my flags, and I'm going to put my tutu on after I put my flags on." <laughs> This is what we've learned with Steve Sachs today in his therapy session, that he likes to lay out referees and umpires. It doesn't matter. And anyone yeah, uh, in, yeah, in authority yeah. there, he's going after you. He's laying them out. Well, look, look, I, I'm getting a little older now, and so I'm losing my filter. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, uh, it's slowly dissipating. Steve Sachs in the house. T.C. Martin. Marco D'Angelo in the house. What do you want to say, Marco? Steve, uh, one of the rules that didn't get changed, I wanted your take on it, and that's the ghost runner in extra innings. How do you feel? Oh, about yeah. That? Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> don't get me started, Marco. Are you kidding me? I mean, softball rules, here we come again. I mean, what would Willie May say? What would, what would Hank Aaron say? What would Ted Williams say? They would throw up in their mouth if they knew that this was happening to baseball. What, a courtesy runner? A courtesy runner? You're supposed to kick the, you know what, out of the, the, the opposition. You're going to put a courtesy runner there? Oh, my God. This is laughable. Absolutely laughable. I agree. Yeah. And, and, and they, they wonder why. They wonder why now. Hang on. Wait for it. They wonder why attendance has gone down the last eight years in a row. Gee, I wonder why. You don't think it has something to this do with why. the games are being too long? Of course not. Oh, my God. No. No. When I, when I was a kid, we went to a doubleheader on Sundays. Yeah. I was like, in the second game of a doubleheader, they wanted to leave at the seventh or eighth inning. I'm like, are you kidding? We just got here. <laughs> you got, why, I need more cotton leave? candy, Dad. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I, need, I need more cowbell. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And that's more innings. If <laughs> innings are cowbell, 
I need more cowbell. That's what I need. <laughs> spring training for you, man. I want to know. Did you like it? Did you hate it? What was your take on spring training? Absolutely loved spring training. Loved it. It was it was it was a changing of the weather. Uh, you know, all I had to do was go out there. I knew just what I had to do to get ready. And it was out there in front of me. All I had to go do is, is, is do it and sweat it out and, you know, bust my, my tail every day. And I was just loving it. I could see the progress, you know, coming every day. And man, I couldn't wait for opening day. So that to me, spring training was awesome. I loved it. Give us a typical day of spring training, whether it was, uh, I don't know, game day, non game day or, or whatever. I mean, I think a lot of people think that, oh, you know, it's pretty cushy there in spring training. Give us a typical day. Okay. So, so I'd get up about, I'd get up about, uh, six Um, and, uh, I'd have to be at the ballpark. Uh, you'd have to be at the ballpark at nine for a meeting. So I'd go over to the park earlier. I'd go get some breakfast. Um, I'm done eating breakfast at about, uh, eight o'clock. I'd go over to the ballpark a little early, you know, get dressed and, you know, have some fun with the guys, joke around. And then I'm, I'm dressed and in my cubicle and ready to, ready to go at about, you know, a quarter to nine. Uh, because, uh, nine o'clock, even though it starts at nine, that's late to me. I, I'm ready a quarter to nine and I'm there and, and, uh, you know, you have a meeting till 10 and there's lots of laughter, lots of serious stuff too. And you're kind of gearing it up and you go out and, uh, you start spring training. You have, you know, workouts, cutoffs and relays, pitchers fielding practice, you know, bunny practice, all that stuff. And then you break it about 12 o'clock and then at one, one thirty, you have a game. And then after the game, you go home and, Take a little nap, have some dinner, and come back the next day and do it again. There it is. I mean, an hour meeting every day. What, what are we talking about yeah. during spring training? What's what's going on in those meetings? Well, some, sometimes you're 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 out there at nine thirty, uh, half hour meeting. It All depends. Right. Sort of like to have long meetings because he wanted to have some fun. So he would. I mean, he would call me into his office and say, "Hey, I want you to start a fight with." Uh, so-and-so because we want to get him on uh, blah, 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 and we want to have some fun here today. So he would actually call me in during the dog days of spring training and tell me to start uh, some funny stuff going on. Really? Uh, so that was part of a procedure. Oh, that's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, I loved it. All right, my friend. Steve Sachs, he's got a great podcast uh, going, of course. The Sachs in the Morning. Uh, give us the latest, the greatest. Uh, did you uh, did you do an episode this morning? When's the next episode? Let's hear about it. Going in the studio on Thursday, uh, we have a long-form guest, a gentleman by the name of Sky White. Sky White is the keyboard player in the band Foxy Shazam. That's who you need to put on your your station right there, Foxy Shazam. Foxy Shazam. Uh, Let's look that one up. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's he's traveled the world, this guy, in, in his band. He's played more more gigs than the Rolling Stones. That's how good this guy is in his band. Anyway, he owns a tea company called WendigoT.com, WendigoT.com, and he's uh, he's one of my sponsors right now. So love him. He's he's a great guy. Sky White. Listen to him on Thursday. You'll love it. I love that. Sounds good. Hey, now yeah. you'll uh, you know, again. We uh, Steve Sachs, not only a, a, an, an avid sports fan here, but again a musician. We've heard him play the drums on the show, as we well know. You'll be happy to know, my friend, that uh, was it last week. I went and saw Chicago uh, in concert. They're still nice. they're still doing it. Fifty six wow. years of running. And, uh, they needed an intermission in, in the middle of the show. Uh, but I kind of understand it, you know, cause they're in their seventies, but Steve, they still have the horns and you, we're not wow. talking about the horns through the keyboards. Like a lot of these ham and egg bands, no. they still got this, right. they got the sax, the trombone, the trumpet. Uh, amazing. it's, it's, it, yeah, it's amazing. And you know, still for good, those, huh? yeah, for those that, that, uh, you know, not aware, you know, with Chicago, as you know, Steve, is that, you know, 
a lot of times with horns, they're not in every song or they're in a small part of the song. Right. In Chicago, I mean, that's why they needed that intermission after 40 minutes and then come back and do this power set of about an hour and 15 minutes after that. It was just because they're pumping those horns, wow. man. I felt sorry for wow. these guys and got a chance to to meet him and talk to him afterwards. Three uh, three of the legendary members are still there. Uh, fantastic wow. stuff. I was thinking about you, man. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, TZ, and they're they're a legendary band, and uh, you know everybody loves everybody loves Chicago. So I'm glad you had a good time. There you go, brother. All right, we'll let you go. Uh, appreciate uh, the time All as right, always. Buddy. Watch where you park. Okay, remember. Yeah, I'm doing that now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> take care, guys. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. There he is, yeah, yeah. Steve Sachs, our guy on the baseball side of things. Uh, one of the best two-time World Series champion, five-time All Star.